it's Dr. Kieran, and this episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio is brought to you by the Shine Shake Breakfast Meal Replacement Shake with 17 grams of clean vegan protein, 81 milligrams of clean caffeine from the Kona Coffee Bean in Hawaii, and lots of other minerals, vitamins, nutrients to power you through your day. This sets up your hormones to be balanced throughout the day, starts you detoxifying throughout the day and gets you nutrifying throughout the day. It is the best way to start your day in terms of what you're eating to be successful throughout the day. Available at KieranDunstonMD.com. That's K-Y-R-I-N-D-U-N-S-T-O-N-M-D.com. Samantha Lee Riot believes that health is simple, wealth is doable, and happiness takes priority over both. She's host of the world's top essential oils podcast, The Essential Oil Revolution, where she makes healthy living approachable for all and demystifies the world of wellness. Her unwavering battle cry that, yes, you are worth it, is a call to action for those ready to make a change. Most of her time is spent with family and pouring her heart and soul into work as a doula, a business mentor, and podcaster. She's worked with Green Med Info, Sire G, Jonathan Otto, Paleo Magazine Radio, Basmati, and Side Hustle School. And today, she's here to talk with me about stress management and self-care made easy. Welcome, Sam. Thank you so much. It's so great to see you, Karen. Glad to have you here. So you are a woman after my own heart. You're a doula, so you're into delivering babies. You're a mom, you're a wife, you're an entrepreneur, you're a podcaster, you have a message, you're bringing it to the world, which I love and I feel passionate about that too. And I know how much stress that can bring to your life, all of that. What stress? What are you talking about? Right, what stress? (laughs) And people listening, I'm sure, can relate because they're... Similarly, wives, mothers, entrepreneurs, or they work, and a lot of them have side hustles, or they've got passions that they're bringing to life, or they're trying to get their health in line, and that's a full-time job sometimes. So why is it important that we have to talk about self-care, and what is self-care? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, one point that you just brought up is like most of us are are multiple things, wives, mothers, and um, and then oftentimes we have to bring in additional income on top of all that stuff as well. It's not like, you know, in the 1950s where one person could go get a job and support a whole family of four or five, right? And, and so that those stressors also combined with this modern age we're in of technology where we've constantly got things beeping at us and dinging at us, which we know causes this immediate like adrenaline spike in our bodies. And so everyone out there, you know, the norm now is just to live with stress being a part of your life. I think it's pretty unavoidable uh, because of the society and the culture that we've, we've sort of adapted to. So, um, you know, and stress, I call stress the number one killer. I mean, if you want to break it down, you can look at heart disease, cancer, uh, all these different conditions as, as being killers, but 
we know that so many of those conditions can be exaggerated or directly caused by stress. I'm not sure if you would agree with that or not. Absolutely. Um, I mean, stress directly affects your health through your cortisol and through your adrenals. And that's a proven factor with all of those conditions you mentioned, heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, cancers, all of the health problems, autoimmune disease. Um, it, it is absolutely a factor. And I agree that our lives are just 24-7 nonstop. And unless you specifically opt out of the chaos and take time to, to care for yourself, then you're, you're not going to do it. <laughs> right. And a hundred years ago, we didn't have to do that. Yeah, exactly. I think le leisure used to be a normal part of our lives. Like taking naps in the middle of the day used to be a normal part of our lives. And it still is in some cultures, right? They still have siestas. I've heard of, um, you know, people visiting places in Italy or small towns where all the shops and everything, they just shut down in the middle of the day from like two to four o'clock. It's like, nope, we're, we're just shut down for the afternoon, you know, come back later. And that's, that's just built into that culture. But um, at least in America, and from my experience, we don't have anything like that, not even close, unless you're in, you know, kindergarten or preschool, then you... <laughs> then you get to take a nap in the middle of the day. Uh, wouldn't it be great if they kept nap time in schools just, you know, all the way through grad school? And if we, we had it at work, um, and, and I think that the point is well taken that you have to be intentional about self-care in this day and age, and if you're not, you won't have it. So, right. And if you don't plan it, right, then you get unintentional self-care, which is right. healing from illness. Exactly. Exactly. It's sort of forced self-care. And I think as women, especially for some reason, um, we have a harder time with self-care as well. We have a harder time putting ourselves as number one and prioritizing, no, I'm going to take some me time right now, um, or at least doing that on a daily basis, right? Where I think that occasionally we can feel good about, ooh, it's girls' night, I'm going out, having some me time, but it's always this special rare like me time thing as opposed to it just being a part of our day-to-day -day lives. So that's one reason that I love essential oils and I love teaching women how to use essential oils um, because out of the hundreds of different self-care practices that we have, right? Eating well, exercise, meditation, seeing a counselor, you know, getting together with friends. There's so many ways that you can take care of yourself. Essential oils are just one tool that, that you can incorporate it for that self-care. But in my opinion, it's the easiest one, right? It's so easy. It takes literally five seconds for you to open up a bottle of whatever oil, sniff it or put it on, apply it to your neck or whatever, and, and you'll get benefit from that. And that little act of self-care right there can sometimes be the difference between someone who starts to take care of themselves in other ways or not, you know, perpetually ignoring their self-care and not taking care of themselves. Like I had this experience um, in my postpartum when I was postpartum with my second um, those first days are, are really rough and your hormones are all over the place. And I just remember feeling like hopeless, like, like nothing, like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't make myself a cup of tea. I couldn't go on a walk. I couldn't, you know, get dressed. Like all I could do was just pull my baby and freak out mentally about 
everything, right? And I had this one moment of, you know what, I'm just going to like pace over to my kitchen. I just like was so vivid. I remember like pacing over to my kitchen and I've got my shelf of essential oils right there. And I was just like looking at the shelf, like a mad woman, like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I just pick up the frankincense just kind of intuitively and I open it up. And I drop some in my hand and then I just start rubbing it on my ears and on my chest. I even rub some on like my baby's head that I was carrying right here. And it was like, this like light went on in my brain of like, okay, pause, ground. Frankincense is so grounding. Mm -hmm. Breathe. Okay. I can do this. You know what? I can go over and turn on that hot water teapot you know what? I'm just going to step outside for a second. You know what? I might even like stretch my back a little bit here. Right. So, and, and like, if it wasn't for just those five seconds of opening up that bottle of frankincense and just like tricking my brain to just stop freaking out for a moment, I don't know if I could have like taken those next steps to do those other things that were beneficial for me. So that's just like one experience I've had with oils. And I've had so many other women be like, yes, it kind of, they, they remind me to take care of myself and they're so easy to incorporate it into my life. So like I go around, I put these top, like these metal rollerball tops on all of my oils. Um, if you're watching the video, you can see and it makes it super easy. You don't even have to get your hands oily. You just uh -huh. rub it on. Boom. Smells amazing. And this is a blend of, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this one, actually, Karen, the Progessence Plus. I, I am. Yeah. yeah. So that's an interesting one. It's great for like females and hormones and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so doing those little things of making self-care easy for you by putting a rollerball on, keeping those in your purse opening them up when you need them. Um, it's just one of the reasons I love essential oils as a tool. Yeah. You know, you brought back a lot of memories because I have vivid memories too of when I first had a baby and I was like, how do I get a shower? I don't, <laughs> how do I do this? And I wish I had had a tool like essential oils, but I love that because you know, the body recognizes certain natural substances, just like, it, you know, when you see another human, you know, it's another human, or you see a dog, you know, it's a living thing. Um, and when you see plants, and when you inhale those oils, they have that chemical signature that the brain actually recognizes and has receptors for in the neurologic system. And so I loved how you put it that when you put the frankincense, it like it was like a Mm -hmm. slap in the face but a good one right um, to wait to reset your brain and kind of go calm down ground and you know mother motherhood is the ultimate mindfulness practice because right. you can only do it one second at a time and so I love that um that you had that and that you had the foresight to grab it and I think progestins plus would be a great one in the postpartum period is that something that you use with your doula clients yeah, sometimes for my clients that are interested in learning about essential oils or they know that that part of the work I do and they are looking for um, like a estrogen supplement, I always have them run it by their doctor, but, um, but overall it's a very safe, uh, it's all natural based. There's no synthetic mm -hmm. estrogen in it. It's got wild yam extract. 
um, and different essential oils that makes it super bioavailable and super safe. You can't really like overdo it like you can with some of the synthetic progestin, uh, progestin supplements. So, yeah. And isn't that true for really all the essential oils? I mean, unless you have certain health conditions, which you should check with your doctor first, that's a caveat. Yeah. You can't really overdo it in terms of using them in your environment or inhaling them. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Like, like simple uses, um, putting them in your diffuser, putting them on your skin, it, it would be very hard to overdo it. I won't say it's impossible. Um, I'd say short from like drinking half a bottle of essential oil, you know, like you're going to be okay. Um, you know, certain essential oils have constituents in it that do get filtered through your liver. So I don't want to completely ignore the fact that yes, these substances do get processed through your body, just like any other substance. So you don't want to go crazy, you know, and, and you also don't need to, that's the other thing. Like one drop of oil will do, you don't need 10, right? We live in a culture where it's like more is better always, but that's just a waste of money, A, and then like potentially you don't want to over, like overload your system too much. But, um, but I am an advocate of essential oils being um, very safe to use when you use common sense with them. That's sort of the other caveat. <laughs> so let's talk about some more practical things because I know everybody listening, they know the problem. They know they're running around from here or there. They don't have enough hours in the day. And so I love the frankincense in the rollerball option. Um, what are some other little tips that you might tell people of simple things they could do, certain oils and certain times they might want to use it throughout the day that would be acts of self-care? Yeah, great question. So um, like some of the tricks that I've used, because I, I call them tricks because I do have to sometimes trick myself into self-care, right? It's like, yes, you're going to take care of yourself, Sam. Um, so I will, like I said, the roller balls are, are everything to me. And so in my bathroom, like behind my medicine cabinet, I have my like three oils that I like to use every morning. And they've all got those little metal roller balls on them to make it super simple for me to use. And I put them in places that are very visual. So I try not to hide my oils in drawers or behind closed shelves. I try to put them out where they're very visible. I've got a rack on my spice shelf in my kitchen. So I'll use essential oils while I'm cooking. So sometimes if a recipe calls for oregano or sage or thyme or, you know, any of those savory oils or even cinnamon or black pepper is an essential oil as well you can use. Um, because my oils are right there, I'll go, oh, you know what, maybe I'll use my essential oils in this recipe instead of the dried herb and just get that extra benefit. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for people, there's all forms that you can make essential oils easier for yourself, like making a spray bottle. So you can just buy an empty uh, little spray bottle from the store, fill it up with some water. Some people like to put witch hazel in there as well and add whatever your favorite oils are to that and create just a spray a spray thing that you can keep in your car um, mm -hmm. on your shelf around your house and things like that um, so besides just keeping them with you and putting them in your purse um, those are pretty pretty easy tips i'll share some of my favorite oils i think especially for stressed out women that they can okay. use um, would be frankincense first and foremost that we talked about um, already such a great oil 
um, alanguline and bergamot, especially combined for some reason, those two together are just beautiful. And alanguline, especially, you probably know about um, that oil a lot as well, is sort of known as like the female oil, right? It's great for all things female. It can be very balancing. Um, it can support healthy hormones, um, healthy emotions for, for women as well. And then combined with bergamot, which is a citrus oil that um, it's kind of hard to describe it. It smells like a citrus plant, but I, it doesn't really smell like orange or lemon or lime. It's just kind of got its own its own scent. Um, and that's such an uplifting oil as well as a calming oil as well. So I love those combined. And sometimes I'll add lavender oil mm -hmm. to that combination as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, a sort of lesser known oil that is so amazing for women is cypress essential oil. Um, it's yeah. really great, especially for our sex hormones. So sometimes before, you know, if you have trouble getting in the mood and you want to put some cypress on, you can sort of um, dilute it with like a carrier oil, like coconut oil, almond oil, whatever you have, and then rub it on your inner thighs or rub it on your wrist um, and see if that helps uh, kind of encourage those natural healthy hormones. I will have to check cypress out. I don't think I've ever smelled that. Ooh, it's unique. It's a really unique smell. It's very, um, it's very grounding. Mm -hmm. And it's also really known for its sort of emotional uh, healing as well. So some people that have used Cypress without even knowing that it, it can do this have, have all of a sudden found themselves like crying or weeping because it's got this way of really tapping into the subconscious and sometimes digging up like old memories that um, need to come out and need to get addressed mm -hmm. and healed as well. So yeah. yeah, that that olfactory sense is amazing in terms of triggering memories. If I remember correctly, it, and that the olfactory nerves go straight into the brain from the nose, and it's your most direct route into the brain, and that it stimulates, they stimulate in the amygdala where a lot of the memories are stored. And I, I want to say the term is, is it anantafel? something like that, where a scent will trigger a memory, like when you walk in, um, it, maybe your grandmother's passed on, and 50 years later, you walk in, you smell something like she used to make at Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden, you have those emotions come up. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it's a very uh, salient uh, medium to to trigger memories. Yeah, absolutely. What was that word you, you used? I, I, I might have it wrong, anatopal. I'm going to have to look it up, and at the end of the podcast, if I had it wrong, I'll tell you what the right word is. Okay. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, it's, I'm glad there is a word for that, though, because I've described that about essential oils, you know, for almost every interview I do. I'm like, it has this ability to really trigger those emotions and those memories that are tied to those emotions too. So I'm glad there's a, a word for it, but yeah. And it all has to do with, like you said, the olfactory system, having this direct connection to the limbic system of our brain. And, and that controls so much of our subconscious, our emotions. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting that our sense of smell to my knowledge, is the only way that we can directly access that part of our brain as well. Mm -hmm. And you can use that to your advantage. So like, for example, um, there was a time like a year ago, I was really starting to struggle with my relationship with alcohol. I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm, I'm just, 
I'm getting to a point where I'm not sure if I'm in the driver's seat anymore. And I don't like that feeling. <laughs> and I think a lot of people can, can agree like with anything in their life, food, sugar, uh, TV, whatever, you know, for me, it was alcohol where I would find myself like at the end of the night, just, you know, another glass of wine here or there to a point where it was, I wasn't feeling good about that relationship. And so I was like, all right, cold turkey, going to cut it out for a while. And that was really struggling those first like couple days. I was like, oh, wow, I'm glad I did this. I can tell I was not in the driver's seat because right now I'm really craving a glass of wine or a drink. And, and so I was in a moment of craving, feeling like, who I don't know if I'm strong enough. I don't know if I can do this. And so again, I walked over, putzed over to my shelf, same shelf as before. And I was looking and I was like, all right, what do I do here? And I just grabbed, I had a blend um, called Ula, Ula Grow, O-O-L-A Grow. So it was just like a random blend that I, it's been on my shelf forever and I never used it before, but for some reason life was like, all right, this is what you need right now. So I took it smelled it in, applied it to my wrist. And just like with the frankincense, it was this moment of, Oosh, all right, I can do this. I'm strong. And mm-hmm. it was, um, it was such a beautiful, empowering moment. And because I'd made that neural connection between that smell and that affirmation of this is what I'm doing. I'm strong enough. I'm stronger. Right. Um, I was able to continuously go back to that oil and apply it, you know, every time I felt like I was having a craving or wanting to, you know, have a drink and knowing that I set that boundary and I didn't want to do that. And so I created this like loop, almost, almost like Pavlov's dog, right? You can do that. You can intentionally create your own triggers with essential oils in a positive way. So anyone that has like a weight loss goal or an exercise goal or, or, you know, working on a project, you can choose an oil to relate to that goal or that, that, um, project and use that every day as a neural reminder that this is what I'm doing, which I think is kind of neat. Yeah. I love that. So it's really like you're in that old train track groove, uh, Pavlovian conditioning, Busy stress day, drink wine. Busy stress day, drink exactly. wine. Or busy <laughs> stress kids, day. crazy kids, drink crazy wine. Kids. <laughs> drink wine, eat candy, right? And then you're doing a pattern interrupt, but I love that you're, instead of just being sheer uh, force of will, you're putting something that is a neural stimulator to interrupt that pattern and then you're intentionally setting something else in its place and reconnecting it. And they say that it takes 21 days to make a new habit. So you can use this. I've, I've used blends for people. Um, you probably have. What's your favorite blend for people for food cravings, sugar cravings? Ooh, so I have done some research on this and I've read that dill essential oil is really good for interrupting sugar cravings specifically. Mm-hmm. So um, dill oil doesn't necessarily have the best smell though. <laughs> so any oil that I, I want the benefit from, but I want to sort of make it smell a little nicer, I'll add a lot of citrus oils too, like orange lemon um and maybe lavender sometimes has a great way of sort of overpowering a smell and making it really really delicious smelling so um yeah i would probably try a combination of of those for eating habits 
put it in a rollerball, apply it to your wrist. Um, so, and, and this sort of brings up a good point of, um, there are essential oils that are known to have certain benefits for certain things, right? And there's countless uh, reference guides and apps and things that you can look up. Okay, sugar craving, what oil do I use? And I think that's great. And I think that that's a wonderful place for people to, to start. And if they're, they're wanting to see, you know, their body's reaction to that oil, that's great. I don't ever want people to, to choose not using any oil because they don't have the quote unquote right oil, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So yeah. like if you're, you know, wanting to lose weight or exercise more or create some sort of goal for yourself, yeah, look up what oils might be great for that in, in a reference guide, purchase those oils if you don't have any, um, but there's no reason that you shouldn't start today with whatever oils you have on your shelf already. So if you have oils on your shelf already, any oil is better than no oil. Does that make sense? I love that. Any oil is better than no oil. That's exactly. But it's so true. I think that because there's so much overlap for their, of their benefits and they, most of them have that same core structure chemically, just with different uh, side branches. Um, And I also think it gets back to the energy that she in the oil comes from nature, comes from the plant. And so to me, the way we live in this day and age is so disconnected from nature for a lot of us that it's an instant reconnection to nature. And so I I don't know, I'm just pontificating. Birds of a feather, you and me. Yes, I talk about this all the time. I I mean, anything that helps anyone connect back with mother nature. And I know that sounds a little woo-woo and a little hippie, but like we're so disconnected, right? We hardly ever even touch the ground anymore because we're always wearing shoes. You know, we spend 88% of our time indoors. We're not even getting natural sunlight or natural air all the time. You know, herbs, picking herbs and cooking with wild, fresh things that are out and about, that doesn't really happen anymore. And essential oils are a, a derivative, a very concentrated derivative of nature, of the plants that they come from. And they're derived in a way that really keeps the essence of that original plant alive. So like compared to dried herbs, let's say dried herbs, the act of them drying out, you lose most of the essential oil that was in that plant. And the essential oil is really where the therapeutic benefits and the the magic and the energy of that plant really lives. So even though, even though you're not looking at a lavender plant and you're not smelling a fresh, you know, alive lavender plant, it's like, it's in a bottle, but it's really close energetically still to that natural source that it came from. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. And, you know, it just reminded me what you were talking about before that you keep them in your kitchen and um, sometimes cook with them. I worked with a chef a few years ago. She specifically used essential oils to flavor food because of the, the lack of energetic chi, shall we say, in dried herbs. And then also a lot of molds can grow in dried herbs, especially if you buy this big container and it's sitting on your shelf for three years and you're still using right. it. So using the essential oils gets the flavor. You need much less. 
but you obviate the need for the dried herbs and then you don't have a mold problem. Um, and so you get rid of that issue. So I just wanted to mention that for anyone listening, maybe they're struggling with mold issues uh, and they can bypass that by using the oils. But I think that science it has really bridged for if you're if you're paying attention uh, to what's going on for everybody listening, it's no longer woo woo <laughs> that um, part of our health challenges are because we're disconnected from nature. It's it's scientific fact, and that's probably a talk for another time. But suffice it to say for today that essential oils is really a, a very powerful tool to bring into your life to reconnect yourself to nature. So let's see some other practical tips. And I just want to mention that, so I keep uh, usually a rollerball in my purse and that's my, my oil of the week or month that I'm loving. I'll make a blend in a, in a little rollerball and carry it, but I keep a spray in my car and whenever it's feeling a little heavy in there, I just, yeah, when the kids in the back seat are getting rowdy, I'm like lavender spray. <laughs> right, and then I keep I kept, they're like stashed all over all over the uh, my home, and so if I'm sitting somewhere, I'll be like, oh, what oils do I have here, and what can I use? So, what are some other tools at points in the day when people might need that? Maybe at bedtime. Yeah, I was gonna before. say at bedtime for yeah. sure. I think a, like a diffuser next to your next to your head at bedtime um, can make such a difference. And it's so, it's so passive, right? A apart from you having to put a little water in the diffuser and add a few drops of oil in, you just hit a button and then all night long, you're just breathing in this beautiful aroma that's got so many benefits emotionally, physically, um, on and on. So a lot of people who start incorporating essential oils at bedtime uh, report sleeping more soundly, getting longer sleep, not waking up as much, having more pleasant dreams, you know, like, you know, we're so susceptible to the stimuli of our body when we're sleeping and we can easily get nightmares, right? If we fall asleep with our socks on and we're and they our feet get really hot and that can sometimes cause a nightmare or if we ate a lot of sugar sometimes we can get nightmares like well, that's what we had to warn our kids uh for halloween oh no it was the morning time they woke up after halloween and my son was like oh i had this terrible nightmare i was like oh that was that was probably all the sugar you ate <laughs> you know we can yeah. do that so it, putting that stimuli of these beautiful aromas while you sleep at bedtime can be um can be so beautiful and I've got a few sleep blends I can share if that would be helpful yeah please do yeah so my favorite sleep blend um is a simple one and it's lavender cedarwood and vetiver and the ratio is three to one so three drops lavender two drops bergamot no what did I say cedarwood three drops lavender two drops cedarwood one drop of vetiver. Um, vetiver is a really thick oil, so it's really hard to get out. So one tip for that is to like stick it in your bra or your pocket for like an hour and let it warm up just a little bit against your body. And then that one drop will drip out a little bit better. Um, but that, that blend um, for myself and lots of people that I've recommended it to have said that, that that was the difference for them that really helped them get a good night's sleep. Um, sometimes you have to change it up. So I've had some people use lavender and a mix of any sort of citrus. So like, I think for some reason, lavender by itself sometimes doesn't do it, but if you mix in maybe some bergamot or, um, maybe grapefruit or a splash of 
orange oil, orange is like a very happy oil, um, mm -hmm. then that can sometimes settle the mind and help you have like a really restful sleep. Oh, I love that. And sleep is such a challenge for so many women. So my rollerball right now has lavender and rose oil and just a drop of vanilla. And I rub that on the bottoms of my feet and massage my feet before I go to sleep. And I just fall asleep like a dream. That sounds so yummy. I could, it sounds like I could eat that. Yeah, right? Rollerball. <laughs> yeah. And pine, so, pine oil too, I've heard, uh -huh. like just a drop of pine oil on the bottom of each foot uh -huh. before bed um, can get like really deep restful sleep. Mm -hmm. <coughs> nice. So I have to ask you this. I have a pet peeve about those plug-in artificial air fresheners that are full of petrochemicals and artificially scented candles and artificially scented sprays and bathroom sprays. I just have a pet peeve because all that stuff, if you're listening, it's made from petroleum oil. You are inhaling gasoline when you inhale those, when you plug those things into the wall and they're diffusing into the room and you're thinking it smells great, you are inhaling gasoline and it is making you sick whether you know it or not. It's contributing to every health problem you have and you can markedly improve your health by getting rid of those. And I recently come across, so you got to enlighten us on this, a plug-in for essential oils. Oh, okay. That yeah. Brings up, that brings up a lot of yeah. interesting points for sure. But like, yes, yeah, so air fresheners, I could get on a soapbox for a while. <laughs> I'll, I'll first start by saying I feel you. So if you're listening and you're like these crazy, I'm not going to say the B word, but these crazy people are trying to get me to get rid of my air fresheners. No, like skip episode. No, like I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, we can get very attached to these smells and these, yeah. and this, um, this idea that's marketed to us that you need this beautiful smelling home. Um, and it's great. Essential oils makes that so easy. And I'll give some like diffuser recipes that you can try out to sort of mimic some of those smells that you're buying. But yes, you're so right. The smells that come in these air fresheners are completely synthetic. They are artificial. And so the um, research done, it, it's kind of fascinating that 75% of U.S. households use air fresheners. 75%. That's three out of four. It's a $1.8 billion industry. And at least 25% of the ingredients found in air fresheners are classified as toxic or hazardous. And like a lot of these ingredients include VOCs, right? Volatile organic compounds, which it's so interesting that people will avoid VOCs like the plague when they go to buy paint <laughs> that is on their wall. And then they just voluntarily spray VOCs all up in their air. That's not even off-gassing. That's just a direct like inhalation of VOCs. Formaldehyde, right, is a very common ingredient in air fresheners. Um, and just on and on and on. So uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And candles as well. It, it's very It's very similar. So this kind of brings up a really important point when you do when you start incorporating essential oils into your life you have to understand that there's no regulation in the essential oil industry like practically zero so you know any 
anyone who makes a product, let's say a plug-in essential oil spray, whatever, they can put the words 100% pure essential oils on their ingredient list or on their label. And that does not have to mean anything. It could be a hundred percent toxic sludge in that, not that it would be, but maybe close to it could legally be a hundred percent petroleum based artificial fragrance that has all sorts of negative health consequences in that product. Even if it says pure essential oils used in our air fresheners, right? (laughs) So that um, it brings up a point of consumer awareness. You have to be aware and you have to become really good at reading labels. Anything that has the word fragrance in it is a red flag of that product containing artificial fragrance. So they don't put the word artificial in front of the word fragrance, but it's implied. Companies can hide hundreds and hundreds of synthetic petroleum-based chemicals under the term fragrance, and then it's then protected by trade laws so that they don't have to disclose all the ingredients that are in that product. Um, so we have to be really careful. I'm, there, I, I haven't done the research to see if there are what you're talking about, the plug-in essential oil spray things. I would love to see a product exist like that, that you could just add your own essential oils to, and it, and it has yeah. a mechanism that it sprays out. I would be weary of buying anything from like the grocery store or something that comes like pre-filled with any sort of substance because then you, you can't control the quality of what you're using. But buying just a diffuser is a really easy thing to do. And you can get a pretty decent diffuser, you know, from Amazon for like 30 bucks and it, and it should last a while. Um, and then you can make your own concoctions. So like we're recording this around the holidays. I love a holiday mix of uh, clove, orange, cinnamon, nutmeg, essential oil. Like, doesn't that just sound delicious? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I I just want to kind of back up to something you said that, yeah, some people listening are kind of like skip because they don't want to change what they're doing because they're so in love with their fragrances. So what I want to say to those people is, You may not be about changing your fragrance, but I know if you're listening to this, you are about creating brilliant health for yourself. And part of that means finding out the things that you're not aware of that are harming your health that you don't know about that are probably contributing to you being tired, not being able to sleep, not having a sex drive, hair falling out, all of all kinds of chronic health issues. And so don't have contempt prior to investigation, just listen (laughs) to what we're saying. And you can create beautiful smells in your laundry, in your bathroom, in your home with essential oils, just as beautiful as you can with artificial fragrance. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you want to just try it and see, and then you'll reap the health benefits. And that's really an act of self-care. It totally is. It's an act of self-care and an act of empowerment to say, you know what? I am the gatekeeper to my home. I am going to choose what comes into my home and what I expose myself and my family to. And there's a lot of power behind that. And when more and more people start doing that and they start voting with their dollars, right? They stop giving their money to companies who are literally poisoning them, then things will start to change. Um, and so it is an act of empowerment and, and anyone can use essential oils. And I know I keep saying that, but it's the number one thing that 
I find that holds a lot of people back. They'll, they'll listen to an episode like this yeah. and then they'll go, I don't know. They seem scary. I don't want, I, I might use them wrong. I might hurt something. I might kill my cat or whatever. You know, like there's just so much like negative press out there around essential oils and a lot of fear of, you know, oh, maybe I'm not qualified to use this, but dude, huh. they're so simple. You guys, they're so simple. So long as you follow the rules of going slow, like one or two drops at a time, mm-hmm. using a good quality oil and not getting like the, you know, $2.99 of bottle of lavender from Walmart or your gas station, <laughs> yeah. then you're doing all right. You're going to be fine. Um, but you can have so much fun with it though. Like if, if you're really attached to, let's say your Yankee candles. Yeah. Go on Google, Google uh, essential oil replacement for Yankee candles, and you'll find all sorts of recipe ideas and you can have so much fun with it and also reap the benefits of essential oils. So not only are you taking out the potential toxic hazards by eliminating some of these products, but then you're going a step further and you're adding the benefit of the essential oils to your Mm -hmm. body. The way that they uh, go into your body, they oxidize. I've heard some research done on the um, antioxidant components of essential oils. Every time you breathe it in, boosting your immune system, boosting your mood, lowering your stress, all of these benefits you can get so passively simply by replacing some of the toxic chemicals that are in your home with essential oils. Yeah, there are so many studies now on different oils and their applications and how they're beneficial where they've looked at different markers like just inhaling lavender for 10 minutes before a stressful doctor's appointment significantly lowers cortisol. And I mean, the list goes on and on. There's just a plethora of it. Um, Why it's not being prescribed in doctor's offices who knows? I mean, I have my own opinion, <laughs> but um, it really is an ultimate act of self-care to use something so simple. And I just want to reiterate what Sam's saying, that you don't need any special training or degree uh, to start doing this. So I want to know, um, what are some other acts of self-care that you do on a daily basis that people might be surprised to learn that maybe they hadn't thought about that they might want to start thinking about how to incorporate in their lives. Mm. Can I give a really unconventional answer for this? Okay. Cause I, I love this question. I, it's one of the questions I love to ask my guests as well. And, and it always, um, it just fascinates me so much how, so some people are so good at the daily self-care thing. They're really good at doing things every single day. I have never been very good at that. And I'm always honest, like, no, I don't exercise every day. I would like to, I maybe do it once or three times a week, depending on the week. Um, you know, I don't meditate every morning. I don't journal every morning. These, these are things I wish I could say I did every day, but the one thing that I really have, um, brought into my ethos and my life that I see as the biggest self-care thing that anyone can do is I have completely rejected the eight hour work week or eight hour work day, the 40 hour work week. I think that the 40 hour work week working eight or more hours a day is killing people, you know, and even if you love your job, you know, if it gives you joy, that's great. And most people don't, most people don't find that much joy from their jobs and they're devoting the majority of their waking hours to 
work that is making them stressed out. It's making them go through fast food every day, not giving time to self-care or to family or to friends or to all of these things that we know contribute to a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I became my own boss about six years ago and have never looked back. And there are, there are days or weeks that I do hustle and I've got my hustle periods where I'm like, okay, I've got a big project. Yeah. I'm going to work eight hours today or whatever. But most of my days are just, I work while my kids are at school and I get to drop them off at school and I get to pick them up at the bus stop. And that's sort of a, a force, like four and a half to five hour work day. And I'm very productive. I'm very successful. I get so much done in that time. And so it's a very unconventional answer, but I think that for those who are feeling me and they're like, yes, I would be so much healthier if I only worked, you know, four or five hours a day, think about things you can do to, to take steps towards that goal. It doesn't mean you have to become your own boss. If you have a boss, think about ways you can maybe approach your boss about, Hey, you know what? I've been doing some research on productivity. I think that I could be a much better employee for you if I work six hours a day, mm-hmm. or if I worked two days from home remotely or, you know, things like that. So it's not applicable to every job or every person's situation, but it's something that I'm very passionate about. I love that. I do think that um, the, the insanity of the, the eight-hour workday, five-day work week, it, it's really part of what's stressing us out. And then you factor in the commute for so many people. And so really looking at ways, just like you said, talking with your your employer about could you work remotely, then you cut out your commute and then you also have the decreased stress of I mean it's great we need connection and to interact with people um but then you have a little bit of space from that and studies do show that your productivity increases um with certain changes that we're talking about so I love that that that's that's your self-care um yeah, I know in my uh, mainstream OBGYN career, it, it really was um, abdicating control of my life from an internal focus to an external. It was always the baby's coming, you got to go to the hospital and doing, being in certain places and being there for surgery and certain things you had to do. And I think that's a part of the reason why my health got so out of control. Yeah. Um, And so part of healing myself was really putting myself first and looking internally as to what am I inspired to do Mm -hmm. Um, and working from an inspired place. I'm inspired to share this information with women. And so I'm going to do a podcast and, and all of those things. So if you're listening, what are you inspired to do? Really following your inspiration is part of what will help you to heal and have brilliant health. Sam has followed her inspiration. She's helped so many people uh, by introducing them to essential oils and helping them understand how easy it is to implement in their daily lives, talking about self-care. And I think more than what you say is who you are and how you live your life that really speaks to us. 
I think you're such an inspiration and you've shared so many wonderful tips. I would love it if you could leave us with your top three take action tips if you're listening. So for listeners who haven't worked with essential oils, what would be your top three take action tips? Sure. So action one, buy some good quality oils. Can't do anything until you buy some oils. Um, you know, do some research, buy from a company that you can trust. Uh, just like quick tips, don't buy cheap oils. You know, you're going to get what you pay for. So there's that. Um, step number two, get those rollerball tops and buy the metal ones, not the plastic ones. So there's these metal rollerball tops. You can put them right on the top of your oil bottle. Um, you can, you know, if you have an empty oil bottle lying around, pour half of your essential oil into your bottle and then fill the rest up with a, a carrier oil or maybe a quarter essential oil and then the rest of carrier oil. Put a rollerball top on, keep that with you. And then action step three would be start diffusing oils at bedtime. Mm. I love that. And I know I'm going to get the question, so I'll just answer it bra briefly. It's the number one question you get. And I people ask me all the time, what brand? And I know that you're a Young Living Oils. I am too. I trust their quality and purity implicitly. So if you're listening, that's definitely a great brand to start with. So you definitely exemplify Her Brilliant Health, Sam. What does that mean to you? Oh, Brilliant health to me, this is sort of what I say in my, my kind of tagline that, um, you know, anyone can achieve health and wealth, but happiness, happiness takes priority over both every time. So brilliant health to me means happiness. You know, even if you're struggling with a disease or uh, struggling with your outside situation, if you can find happiness in the present moment, that to me is brilliant health. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all this wonderful information and sharing yourself. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of Her Brilliant Health. Wanted to get back to you on that word I couldn't think of that I still can't think of, even though I've researched it on the internet. But I did come across the Proustian effect where a smell triggers a memory. I also came across very active discussions about this very topic. Somebody suggested that it's called a memory, smell memory. I thought that was really cute. So I thought I'd leave you with that. If I do come up with that word, I know a doctor who used to use it all the time. I have messaged him. And when I hear it, I will let you know on whatever podcast episode I'm recording at that time. So you want to stay tuned because you'll want to know that memory a very potent aspect of using essential oils and it's also something that you'll notice that occurs in your everyday life how smells trigger emotions thank you so much for joining me i think this was a wonderful discussion with sam i love how relatable she is how open and honest how she shared from the heart about her life practical everyday tools that you can start to use now so don't let this just be information that goes in one ear and out the other. How are you going to take the information you heard today and implement it in your life so that you can continue or start moving towards your own health? And I'll see you in the next episode.